Welcome to Revolution in Ideology. I am Nick. I'm Jared. And today we are discussing an article that came across my desk that sounded interesting about the impact that joining a union has on lifetime earnings. I said came across my desk as if I work like in a newsroom or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somehow I saw it in an email or something. This one here is hot off the presses. <laughs> <laughs> that was my best 50s voice. I couldn't. Yeah. That was pretty good. <laughs> The title is The Cumulative Advantage of a Unionized Career for Lifetime Earnings, which is a really boring title, but whatever. Uh, its authors are Zachary Paroline, Paroline, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I'm going with Paroline probably because he lives in Italy. I don't know if he's Italian, yeah. but that's what I'm going with. And Tom Van Huevelin. They, uh, that was strong. Zachary, I was going to butcher that one, but that was strong. Good. I've practiced a couple of times. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Um, the first is a professor of social policy and the latter is a professor of sociology. It was just published in 2022, um, in the journal industrial and labor relations review. So it's kind of, I wanted to discuss it because it's kind of a unique approach to analyzing the impact that unions have on wages. Most scholarship overwhelmingly supports what they call a union wage premium which basically is if you're a member of a union, then your wages are on average higher than members, uh, people that aren't members of a union. That's like universally agreed upon. But most of the research uses point in time data in order to establish the union wage premium. So that means they just analyze workers at, you know, on this date, what is your wage? And then they, you know, survey a bunch of workers and they say, are you a member of a union or not? And then those that are a member have an average of a higher wage. The authors of this study actually argue that that minimizes the impact of the union wage premium. And they argue that if we do a longitudinal study where we study the wage premium over time, that it's actually a much bigger impact uh, in lifetime earnings than it is if we just do a point in time analysis of wages. So they set out to actually do that. And they studied workers between 1969 and 2019 and they studied 1,080 of them using data sets that were available. Um, only men, though, were subjects to the study, and they explained why that was the only gender that was available uh, fully in their data set that would allow to do the analysis. So just know that going into it, I guess. And they basically set out to compare the difference in lifetime earnings between attending college and joining a union, and then analyze the impact of union membership on gra college graduates and non-college graduates. And they come up with some interesting findings. Anything to add before we jump into the numbers? Not Nothing to add, just a question, and you probably don't necessarily know the answer mm -hmm. to this. Um, do we have any data, as the sociologist, I don't know this stuff, do we have any data on, on, on women or non-binary membership in unions? Because I, I understand why they did this. Mm -hmm. Going back through the 60s, you said 69, right. 2019, mm -hmm. right? Like, 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 yes, like it was, it, there is a, a mm -hmm. patriarchal element to unionization. Do we have any data on how many women or non-binary um, individuals actually are in unions? Is there data sets on that? Do you know? I'm, I assume that there probably must be, but I don't know those numbers off the top of my head. Okay. I, I especially, just especially recently, right? The last decade yeah. or something, there's got to be. Right. Fair enough. Okay, so the first thing they do is analyze union membership for all of the employees, the 10,000, sorry, 1,080 employees in their data set. So this is regardless of level of education, how does a union impact lifetime earnings? And what they find is that overall, on average, 
joining a union has a $1.3 million increase in lifetime earnings. So the average members of their uh, population here, their sample, those that never joined a union throughout their careers earned on average $2.076 million throughout their entire working lifetimes. Those that were a member, members of a union 100% of the time in their careers earned on average $3.4 million throughout their lifetimes. And they have in the study it broken down by percentage of career that was spent as a member of a union. So it's 0%, 25%, 50%, 75%, and 100%, 100% of your career in a union. So the difference between 0% and 100% is $1.3 million. So basically we can conclude from these findings that whether or not you really go to college, uh, it benefits you to join a union on mm -hmm. average, you'll make $1.3 million throughout your lifetime more, which is more. definitely not an insignificant amount. Anything to add on that one? No, I, I'm data. The data is there. Then they go on and break it down by education. So this is pretty interesting. And what they find is the union wage premium is more prominent for non-college educated workers. So it says being a member of a union for a 100% of their careers earns a college educated worker on average $1.6 million more over their lifetime. However, for those without a college degree that join a, a union 100% of their careers, they earn an additional $2.6 million. That's huge. So that's really, really interesting. So what that means is, I mean, let's just do the numbers here so we can talk. Yep. If you don't have a college degree and you don't join a union ever in your career, yep. on average, uh, the earnings here are 1.859, so $1.9 million throughout your career. If you do join a union for your entire career, they found that you will earn on average $3.4 million. So there's that difference of uh, $2.6 million. Now, of course, these are averages, right, based on all kinds of different things like location and industry and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, trade and all that other stuff. But I mean, that's huge because here's the thing. Like, I mean, we obviously work for a university. Like that's that's mm -hmm. our primary that's our primary job. But we have to acknowledge that 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 a university education is not for everyone. But so for those people that develop a, a very specific skill or a trade, how are they going to be able to compete in the marketplace and, mm -hmm. and honestly just survive on under under the the dominant economic hegemon? Unions are there kind of like, not necessarily as a specific safeguard or even a, a, a surrogate for a university education, but they're there for um, the purpose of, of really advocacy and making sure people are getting paid for what, what, what they deserve, making sure people are getting paid what they deserve, um, mm -hmm. especially for these very unique skills or these very important trades. And I think this, this data set verifies that, the import of unions. And it also, I mean, we'll save this probably for the end, end, end of this video. But this also reveals why so many corporations are seeking to remove them because they don't want to pay out. They don't want to pay out their skilled laborers at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. Uh, just some other data here that actually isn't really related to unions, but I thought it was interesting that, you know, they find that people with no college degree that never join a union earn on average $1.8 million per year throughout their lifetimes. People that earn a college degree and never join a union earn about $2.2 million throughout their lifetime. So basically the premium for going to college is about $500,000 in one's lifetime, which actually is less than I thought it would be. It's a lot less than I thought it would be for sure. Um, 
Although yeah, I will say these are undergraduate degrees, right? So this doesn't include like if you get a master's degree or a PhD or whatever, this is just an undergraduate degree. But still, but here's, and, and maybe this is on me to go back and look, where's their data set coming from though? Because if, if, if a lot of it's coming from places like Western Europe, then, then actually it is expected because like skilled um, and even not like service industry labor is paid much better um, over there than it here is, is here in the United yep. States. So that yeah, might be why. What's yeah, that? Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. I don't remember where their data set is from, okay. but yeah, that, that would explain part of it. Um, the other thing that's interesting here when we look at these numbers is, like I said, if a college-educated person that never joins a union earns on average $2.2 million throughout their lifetime, if we look at the people that don't get a college degree but that do join a union, we can see that if you are a member of a union, 50% of your career then you will out earn the person with a college degree that never joins a union. So basically, if you don't go to college and you want to out earn the person that is in college that doesn't join a union, you would have to be a member of a union for 50% of your career. So just kind of an interesting uh, point there. Also, I mean, like we said earlier, regardless, uh, this is one of the main takeaways, right? Regardless of what, whether you have a college degree or not, it benefits you to join a union. Yes. Um, and if you're not going to college, then you should join a union for at least 50% of your career so that you can out earn the college graduates. But really, you should just join a union for 100% of your career. Uh, seek out a union job if you want to take uh, have this benefit. Um, so I have here just like basic wrap up points. So going to college based on their data set is worth about 500 grand over your entire career. And joining a union, if you're not going to go to college, is worth about $2.6 million. So one could, I have this question for you, one could interpret this data and say, you know, instead of going to college, I'm just going to join a union for 100% of my career. I'm going to seek out a union job and I'm going to stick with it for my entire working years. And I'm going to come out ahead, actually, uh, compared to going to college. Do you have thoughts on that? I mean, I've already kind of voiced some of those thoughts that, again, even though this is our career and this is where we work and this is what we're passionate about, obviously, is 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 um, uh, second, well, post-secondary education. Like, that's what we're into. Me for history, you for sociology. Those disciplines, for example, obviously require a set of degrees that we have to go through. The university was never not going to be an option for us. But for, for some people that, that don't have those same passions, maybe they are pa passionate um, about other things, whatever those other things might be. It could be computer engineering. It could be um, it could be plumbing. It could be architecture. Architecture, I think. Is, I'm not going to speak out of turn on architecture. I do think you need some degrees for architecture. Yeah, you do. But like, it, yes, it could be any of those other things. And if you're just really talented and really good at this, why waste the time, money, and energy on a university education when it's proven here by the data set that if you get into those industries, um, ooh, electrical is, is another good example that mm -hmm. right off the top of my head, that if you get into those industries and you work within the unions, right, like that's going to net you um, enough to, <laughs> we could debate this on another video, enough to quote unquote survive under the dominant economic system that we're in right now. And I do think that's actually beneficial. It also probably over time, union dues are not nearly as high <laughs> as university tuition. So you're going to oh, save yeah. money there for sure. Mm -hmm. and, and again, I, it depends on where the, the problem, one of the things I have with the data set is I'd like to know where it came from. And maybe we can go back and look at that 
if it's coming from Europe, then yeah, things are a little bit offset because university education doesn't cost nearly as much there. And in some places, it's absolutely just part of, of, of being a citizen there. If it's here in the United States, then we're talking tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars for that university education. And does that actually net any real reward, um, especially if you're just going to go into a skilled trade? And it, here's the thing. I think part of the problem here in Western society, and maybe most in the United States, is that like... We're setting people up to think that the university education is 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 all they need to succeed in society when obviously that's not necessarily for everybody, but everyone kind of thinks that is. And then even if they just dip their toes in the water and don't decide to finish their university education and go into um, electrical or plumbing or anything else, they're already in debt now for that. Right. And here's the other here's the other like the, the other side of the conversation that we also need to have union busting also in the United States is a big issue, right? And it's been a big mm -hmm. issue for the last, as we did in a video, I don't remember when the video was, but we talked about like illegalization of unions and so on and so forth. Or no, we did it with general strikes is what it was. But regardless, like union busting has been a thing for decades at this point. And there's a reason for that, right? That's that there is a reason because it costs um, it costs profit for corporations, but here's the thing, like, that's okay. It's okay to cost profit, right? It's okay to distribute wealth a little bit more evenly, especially when we're talking about the pillars of these industries, the people that actually have the skills, the trade, the know-how, the ability to deal with other people. Um, this is important, right? This is important for those people to earn, um, to earn what they're worth, right? They have it like, I can't fix my own things. Like I can, I have none of those skills. Right. And, and so these people should be valued and unions mm -hmm. make sure that that value is always there and it's always respected. So I, so look I don't know that I answered source. the question, but what's that? I look at their source. They use the panel study of income dynamics, which is a longitudinal survey of American families conducted by the survey research center at the university of Michigan. So this is all American data here. Okay, well then th th that really drives home the point. Do you like do the tens of thousands of dollars of college debt like versus um, just you know union dues, and then of course earnings like that's something that people have to make those individual choices for. But like mm -hmm. again, unless and we could have a different conversation in a different video of what parts of the university are actually important and what I would argue are. Um, like necessary for higher education. So you already know my bias. I don't believe mm -hmm. business should be in universities. Like business is something you learn on your own and you're either good at it or you're not. You go into the marketplace. I don't know that sitting in a classroom teaches people business. I'm not saying I hate business or anything like that. I just don't know that it should be the focus or a discipline in a university education, right? Like I, I, I just don't. I mean, even look at like, if we want to look at like the most most successful business leaders, many of them like like either dropped out or left college or things along those lines because they just, they just had a talent for it. They were just very good at it. And that's fair. Should we dedicate university resources to a major like that? You know, those are things that 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 are are too large in scope for us to have that conversation now back mm -hmm. to this one i do i do think that it's about like just having a skill or trade i'm thinking of like middle-aged guilds now right and i and they still use some of those terms right journeyman and oh, yeah for sure yeah so absolutely i those are valuable and the unions protect that value so i guess i don't know that i answered your question what are your final thoughts on it well the interesting thing here too that's kind of interesting is if we look at college educated versus non-college educated and those that are members of a union for 100% of their careers, a college educated person that is a member of a union for 100% of the time will earn on average $2.8 million throughout their lifetime. 
a non-college educated person that is a member of a union for their entire career will earn $3.4 million throughout their entire lifetime. So you're going to earn about, what is that? What did I just say? $600,000 more by joining a union and not going to college than you will by going to college and joining a union for your entire career, which I think is really interesting. And I think the, the background to this data, I'm assuming, is that join the types of jobs that you get with a college education aren't the types of jobs where a union will benefit you as much, right? Like the trades that you just listed that are common, commonly unionized, right? Like yes. electrician, et cetera, right? Most yeah, of those UAW, don't require- UAW, a lot of workers, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Most of those don't require a college degree, right? They so, require high skills though. And I think that's one exactly. of the other things is that we have to do this in our society. We have to value those individuals for what they're able to do, right? Like mm-hmm. just because they don't have- um, a set of letters after their name or a, or a document hanging on the wall saying I accomplished X, Y, or Z, like those members are still valuable. And I do think unions serve a crucial role in making sure they are valued. Um, well, yeah, and honestly, the unions also, I mean, just like a college has a curriculum and standards and they're accredited, et cetera. The unions are the ones that protect the integrity of those fields as well, right? They have the curriculum and standard knowledge and so forth, training programs and everything within the union that really protects the skills that are involved in doing those tasks. Right. So the question I now have for you, and I don't know how long you wanted this to be, but, but now, Mm -hmm. now you've got me thinking as I was a little bit critical of a certain, certain majors at universities and and I'm pretty ignorant to those. So so listeners don't think that I don't think business should be at at universities at all. I don't know. I I guess I don't know. Maybe they are learning amazing things in those classrooms. I just know from, from experience. I mean, you did, you have a business degree. What, what Mm -hmm. did you think it was valuable in your ability to successfully be in business? (laughs) I mean, I will say that it didn't hurt anything for sure. <laughs> okay. But well, I mean, you know besides I mean? your like, wallet though, that's the point, I guess, right? Like you had to pay. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So like, have I earned my money back? Like I, I don't know, I guess, you know what I mean? I don't no, know what I that mean, looks I, like. I know a lot probably, of people probably, yeah. Yeah, business degrees that say they, they probably could have just started their business without it. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's a different discussion. Time- I mean, anytime that I'm like mentoring entrepreneurs and they're in college and they say, I have this great business idea. Like, this is blasphemy to say as an instructor, but I tell them, cool, drop out of school and start it, right? Like, school will always be here. The chance for you to start your business right now will not, right? Do it. You can come back to school at any time. Yeah. So, I mean, I always go back and forth on this one. So I don't want to come off as overly critical. If, if you have, if you're listening and you have a business degree or you're going to school for business, keep doing it if, if, if you think it's actually benefiting you. The other thing is... Um, Tying these well, and two like together. All, also, they say, like, I'll have them say, right, like, on the flip side, well, I don't need to go to school. Like, Zuckerberg dropped out of college and, like, he started Facebook. And I'm like, well, okay, but, like, Zuckerberg's a genius and he dropped out of Harvard. So, like, they, we, have <laughs> yeah, to, like Harvard. we have to be honest with ourselves. <laughs> here, right? You know what I mean? Like, but no, I want to t- tie these two things together. So, one of those things that, that that's happening in a lot of, um, I mean, going all the way back to the 60s with Clark Kerr talking about the multiversity, what's Mm -hmm. happening in universities is they are like, and even community colleges or state colleges, they're doing these things called like, you know, they're, they're, they're leaning more towards trade skills, right? You can go to a a community college or a state college now and learn automotive um, um, technology or technician or things like that. You can major in those things. What are your thoughts on that now tying together these very skilled trades with like, honestly, the debt of, of, of a college education? I mean, I think that it's, I don't think that it actually hurts, right? The debt thing is like a problem, but that's just a problem with our American society in general. The college is like so expensive, right? Like 
like you mentioned, in almost all of Europe, college is so affordable, if not literally free, that it's just the American system is honestly embarrassing. And and before I say like get in trouble for saying free, like, yes, the taxes are more, et cetera, but the societies value education and valued value and intellectual citizenry, right, to a point where they're willing to pay for those things. Uh, You're not going to get in trouble. Let's nip this in the bud. When we say the taxes are higher, let me be unequivocally clear. The actually, the, the, the little bit more you pay in taxes in a European country is nothing like the tens of thousands of dollars of college debt or tens of thousands yeah. of dollars for medical procedures. If we want to bring healthcare into this, it's not right. even close. It does. It's mm-hmm. not even close. So, so that argument a lot of USers like to make is is it's 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 intellectually dishonest for lack of a better yeah, term really 100 so anyway yeah, but, really but we need to get back to unions or kind of wrap this mm-hmm. thing up so the big takeaway here is whether or not you go to college is join a union uh regardless of your education level joining a union is demonstrated by these researchers data to provide you with a significant increase in your lifetime earnings anything to add no i think that's it join some unions Thank you. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash revolution and ideology. I am Nick. I'm Jared. Later.